This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 9, Episode 19. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network of podcasts, brought to you by HK. Yes, new title sponsor of this episode is Heckler & Koch. Uh, Thank you to them for being uh, supporters of ours. We welcome you to this episode on today, Wednesday, January 3rd, 2023, as of the recording of this episode. I am your host, Riley Bowman. And joined today by producer and co-host Brian McLaughlin. Hey, oh, thanks for having doc. me back. The doc, doc. Sorry. <laughs> either one works. <laughs> today, folks, we bring you our Justified Saves episode. It's actually been, I think, two months since we did a Justified uh, Saves episode. That's where we do our own coverage of defensive gun use stories from around the nation. Uh, also known as DGUs, but we call them here at the podcast Justified Saves because they are justified uses of deadly force in defense of, well, others or of yourself. Uh, We have a lot of great stories today we're going to be covering with you guys, so uh, appreciate uh, you being here and being a part of it. want to tell you right now off the bat, you want to stick around to the end of the episode if you're interested in finding out if you happen to be the winner or one of the winners we're picking five winners one will get the grand prize and four other people will get some other cool prizes as well of our 2023 dream defenders dream giveaway which is a give giveaway we ran from uh december 23rd through yesterday actually uh we mentioned that two episodes ago so you should have had an opportunity to hear about it get signed up for the giveaway we had tens of thousands of people that signed up for the giveaway so uh odds might be small but hey there's still a chance it's like what is that movie scene or quote so that's uh isn't that uh dumb and dumber (laughs) yeah you're saying there's a chance so some of yeah if you signed up there's a chance that you will win either the grand prize of over thirty one hundred dollars worth of stuff including a Shadow Yo. Systems, I think it's the DR920 pistol, or XR920, mm-hmm. excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, a whole bunch of other great stuff. So stick around. At the end of the episode, we're going to do that announcement of the winners live. So we hope that uh, we'll see you there at the end. Uh, today's episode is sponsored not only by our title sponsor, HK, uh, which we'll do some, we'll interrupt uh, the podcast uh, midpoint. Uh, to uh, share a couple of sponsor messages a little bit more in depth. Uh, But we got HK as a sponsor of today's episode, but also CCW Safe. So check out ccwsafe.com. Please support our sponsors that support us. And also uh, HK, which uh, the the U.S. website is hk-usa.com. That's where you can learn about more great products from HK as well. Let's go ahead and now, without further ado, start getting into our justified safe stories. And actually, as is usually the custom on the podcast, we often start with what we call our what not to do stories. And we got a couple of those here today. Uh, actually, Brian, I'm gonna put you on the spot, brother. Uh oh, we got, we got you know we're, we're we're still breaking you in, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I've already done a bit of t- talking as we've launched the, the episode here and intro sure. things. So tell us this first what not to do story, which is out of Shreveport, Louisiana. The title of the story is victim hurt by gunfire after attempted car theft. Yes. So this is coming to us out of a Shreveport, Louisiana with two assailants and one male was armed with a gun. And when officers arrived, they discovered that a man had caught two men trying to break into his car. The victim was armed and held the suspects at gunpoint at first and then let the suspects get away, police say. And then they fled. Suspects fired multiple times at the victim, striking the cars in the parking lot. And due to that gunfire, the victim received a minor cut to the face from a bullet fragment or glass so being in the vicinity and trying to prevent the theft of their vehicle they were wounded in the course of that action which is uh you know something that you kind of have to take into consideration you know what am i willing to risk um i love my truck i've got this big beautiful blue truck it's my baby um but uh yeah i'm not willing to die for that truck i'll get myself another something else so i don't know yeah yeah, this is honestly, this, I think this is about the most common what not to do story that we share on the podcast uh, that we see on a weekly basis at the very least, if not even more often than that, uh, where we have people that are, you know, that are having their, it's usually car theft related. So cars being broken or, or, or broken into. So either cars being broken into to steal things from the car or the car itself is being stolen. Every once in a while, we have a similar story where it's it's just property theft related, as far as like uh, you know, uh, someone's on the property trying to steal, you know, whatever, just from the property in general, not without necessarily making intrusion into the home, right? Um, and so these kinds of situations occur, and the 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 victim, if you will, um, often goes out and confronts the robbers, the burglars these bad guys it's usually multiple usually and uh you know in this case i think there was two of them so anyway um the 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 victim goes out and tries to prevent the theft which i understand uh my heart feels that 100 percent um i've been a victim of property theft actually more than once so so i know what that's like and it yeah. doesn't feel good and it yeah. makes you mad and you want to stop it if you can but here's the deal stuff is just stuff and even cars are just cars and i and, and i know that like it can be life changing in, in that you might be in a financial position where having to replace that is really, really difficult, if not like impossible. Mm-hmm. And it could even be that you have things stolen that are um, part of your livelihood, like tools and equipment. And you know, we often see stories like this where it's you know an electrician or HVAC guy or a plumber, you know, one of those trades type, um, uh, you know, indiv- like someone that works in the trades. And they're getting their tools stolen, which is how they make their living and support their family. Right. And I get it. I do. Um, Because, again, I've been there. I've been a victim of that. And it sucks. However, I (laughs) – and when I've heard things taking place. Now, one time, it was my neighbor. I've talked about this on the podcast before. The neighbor was getting their car uh, vandalized by a scorned ex, by the way, Ooh. uh, you know, and, but I, it sounded to me like 
either my it, it sounded so close because it woke me up in the middle out of my sleep right mm-hmm. and i just hear bash 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 and they were you know bashing like the windshield and and the, and the headlights and the taillights and everything oh. out of this car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty So wild. you're peeking through the blinds, checking out what's going on? Oh, well, at first, I, and what was weird is it sounded like it was coming from a little bit different location what I than what it actually was. And so I was actually right. looking out because I thought it was either my, I thought it was either one of my front windows of my home, like that's how close it sounded, and or my vehicle out front. And so I'm looking out there first and I'm like, wait, there's nothing, you know, and then we finally figure out where, where, what, what's going on. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so like been there, thought something was going down and I had to do everything possible to just not like want to run out there hmm. because, and it, and it was like this, it wasn't the, the initial thought was, Oh, let's go, you know, like right. open, open my quick, you know my little pistol vault grab gun like you know let's go kind of thing you know and then it was like yeah. wait whoa uh let's use some let's use some thinking here right and then it was like no it's not worth it call 911 and then i had my wife do that woke her up and she, you know like okay call 911 and you know and i still had my gun ready you know just in case cuz like you don't know maybe they're going to then turn next to the house and start trying to you know bust down the front door you know or whatever so so stood at the ready, tried to be as good a witness as we could, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway, point is, like, this sort of thing happens, and I get it. However, it's not worth it. In this case, the victim got injured from return fire from the bad guys. Mm-hmm. He could have been killed. There is nothing more life-altering than losing your life or being so, so severely wounded that you know, you're paralyzed. You lose a lot. You lose a, the, the use of a limb, uh, amputation. Um, you get hit in the head by a bullet or by a bullet fragment, and suddenly you're, you know, not not maybe dead or brain dead, but maybe just, you know, yep, uh, uh, mentally uh, disabled. Okay, so like. Nothing is more all, more life altering than that kind then, of stuff. Yeah, nothing is more life altering than losing your life. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why we, you know, this is the most common story we share. This is the most common analysis that we offer about such things. Uh, you still got to use your best judgment and decide for you. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago about like, hey, you know, like who who is the kind of you know, like who are you going to be as a self or personal defender? Uh, you got to understand um, your personal risks and what you're willing to do, and you know, of course, stay within the bounds of the law. But anyway, enough about this particular story. We have a similar one, actually, that, that occurred not too far from home. Here, uh, actually, happened in Centennial, Colorado. Uh, in fact, where I'm sitting right now in our company headquarters is uh, not that far from Centennial. Uh, so this happened actually in a Walmart parking lot. Title of the story is Shots Fired Outside of Centennial Walmart. Uh, this happened on January, actually January 2nd, so t- the day after uh, New Year's here. So just not even two days, well, it's almost exactly two days ago because it happened uh, about 1 p.m. on Tuesday of this week. We're recording this just after 1 p.m. on Thursday. So that's how recent right. this was. Uh, basically, the story is. Uh, a, the owner of a vehicle ran into the car care center portion of the of the Walmart, uh, screaming that someone had just stolen their car. Uh, originally, it was reported that the the victim 
you know, tried to prevent this and fired shots at the the <laughs> the thief as they were driving off. But it actually turns out that what was clarified in the reporting is that the person ran in to report the theft to others right. in the store and a complete, I mean, as far as we know, unrelated third party goes out there and fires multiple shots off at the car as it's driving off. <laughs> so uh, I don't, yeah. And, and there's no mention as far as like uh, charges being pressed against any of these individuals, you know, that are on the more on the victim side. Um, but that's probably not the best course of action. Uh, not only because one, this person probably involving themselves in something that's completely unrelated to them. Uh, they're drawing their gun. They're shooting shots. We don't even know. We don't even know if the the thief in this case is armed, right? Like there, there may not, as far as we can tell, as far as how this news story reads, there is no actual threat against life. It could be an undercover cop. It could be somebody lying <laughs> and trying to get that other person into trouble, you know, trying to get you into trouble. Like there's so many different variables here to take into consideration. I, I think a lot of people need yeah. to work on their own um, scenario rehearsal, you know, put themselves into a situation in Walmart where all of a sudden someone's running through screaming that their car just got stolen. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond to that? You know, and I think, you know, walking yourself through that scenario and seeing yourself be the hero there and handling it in the right way. I think that's a, you know, a great way to kind of like work your way through these types of situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we talk about that's what that's not the only reason, but that's a main reason why we even do the justified saves episode to begin with is to talk about these things, talk about the lessons learned, talk about the, what goes well and what doesn't go well, what's done right and what's not done right. And it's not about, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking of these individuals involved. uh, But it's, it's about, Hey, Put yourself in that position. Think through that. It's a mental exercise of making sure that you think of these things before it happens to you so that you can then go, hey, maybe, you know, because I think what happens to a lot of people, Brian, or Doc, I got to get used to calling you Doc. See, we always just call Brian, Brian, but he's like, just say it. (laughs) I'm Doc. You make a much bigger deal about it than I do. I, I have not even talked about it for a while now. <laughs> I make a big deal because because when we're talking about you know you know Brian comes on the podcast more now and and he's like puts in the show in the like show notes our outline our show outline like and this is Doc you know and I'm like oh yeah that's right <laughs> anyway um, this is just for you guys to to be thinking about you know I think where what happens Doc is that. A lot of people haven't put in the time uh, from a, a mental standpoint, mental preparation standpoint, to make you know to understand what could happen and what they might do and what their courses of action would be, and they more or less simply react. And a pure reaction is not always the best idea. Extremely dangerous to just react. You should never just react to a situation. You know, I think, um, you know, how many times do you hear that 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 hero is interviewed and they say, you know, like, how did you do what you did? And he says, I don't know. I just reacted like that's very dangerous. You should always try to have a plan if possible. If you're caught off guard where you can't you don't have the time to make a plan. That's a that's a pretty bad emergency. Yep, exactly. 
Good stuff. Well, that's our first two stories, which were what not to do stories. Hey, by the way, folks, uh, you can always see the links to the actual stories that we cover on the podcast uh, when when we do so. And we always, you know, with these justified safe stories, that every one of these stories has a link attached to them, some kind of uh, news source. Uh, you can find these links if you want to read and study these for yourself including some other stories that didn't quite make the cut for at least getting on our podcast analysis here today. They're available in the show notes when the podcast is published. Whether you check the podcast on the website, you'll see along with the podcast uh, posted on the website on concealedcarry.com, you'll see all the links will be there. But on most of your podcast player apps, uh, I don't I can't speak to how they all work, but there's usually a way to pull up the show notes within the app as well. And uh, you'll, you should see these, these same links posted there. Next story, justified save out of Denver, Colorado on Christmas, or excuse me, on New Year's Eve, 2.45 p.m. This was, so this was Sunday, just a few days ago. Title of the story is Father Shoots Attempted Robbery Suspect Who Opened Fire on His Family in in a Denver Museum's Parking Lot. This actually happened at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, which is uh, honestly a favorite of ours in our in our family. Like I've, right. I've taken my Mine family too. there many times. And I, so this one caught my attention. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. I mean, I've been in that parking lot. And of course, you know, this is what I do. You know, anytime I go with my family somewhere in public and especially like I've been to that museum and uh, you know, it seems like it's a pretty up and up sort of place. Like, you know, I, I always get my head on a swivel, but right there, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like hunting, you know, like I'm, I'm fairly comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be aware and I have, you know, like thinking through our visits. In fact, we were just there um, sometime this summer. I remember we went and, you know, actually it might've been like, uh, August or September, I remember we went, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 alert, I'm paying attention, you know. At the same time, I'm not expecting to see what happened next to this young family, a man, his girlfriend, and their two children. Uh, Brian, you want to take it away with a few more uh, details as to this incident? Yep. So, um, so they were in the parking lot, and apparently, uh, the father was, if I remember correctly, on this, he was changing his shirt in the parking lot when they were approached by two Hispanic males, thin builds between the ages of eighteen and twenty-four. I have been a male between the age of eighteen and twenty-four, and I can attest that they are often up to no good. So they. <laughs> Quickly approached him, and uh, he told police that they had handguns with extended magazines drawn and pointed at him. Sounds like that standard gangbanger yeet cannon. Um, And then, according to the probable cause statement, then they ran up on the girlfriend with the firearms. He, of course, feared for the life of his family, and he drew and engaged them uh, with his pistol. Yeah, um, that's pretty wild, dude. I mean... Because it just seems like it's so random, right? Like, uh, I mean, this it doesn't seem to be any, anything that was targeted in particular, you know, because of who they were. Just that is a crime of opportunities. These guys were looking for an opportunity, clearly, and saw this family pull into the parking lot. Perhaps saw this man start to change his shirt, you know, because I, I presume they're going to go into the museum. And maybe he, you know, I don't know, maybe he was doing some work that day or something. And he, I don't know, he's changing his shirt. Guess what? That's an opportunity because mm-hmm. that's a brief moment of distraction 
and uh, less alertness. Um, so a parking lot is what is, I think this is the commonly accepted term now, is known as a, as a transitional space, right? Because, you know, you're basically going from one space, your car, to another space, the building, uh, where there's arguably a little bit more... I guess, you know, a little bit more of a barrier, obviously, because if you're in your vehicle, that's one thing. Uh, at the very least, these guys approach me while I was in my vehicle and I could use my vehicle to escape. Like, cool, great. That's a very valuable thing to be able to do, to be able to escape with my vehicle and, and maybe even use it as a defensive tool uh, against them. Um, if I am inside the, the building, okay, that's, that's, that's a good place to be. But in between, that's a transitional space. A parking right. lot's a transitional space. Um even a large, like, foyer type, you know, space inside of a big building where, like, 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 a, think of a mall, like a food court or something is what I would think of more as, like, uh, as another type of a transitional space. Um, also, uh, um, like, uh, getting out of your, like, I just had to get gas this morning, you know, um, we see a lot of things that take place at gas stations, right? You're outside, you're in the open, you're a little bit distracted by what's going on with the pump, etc. You know, this morning I'm trying to enter in numbers on the keypad. The keypad's not responding. So, you know, that you know draws your attention. Like, you got to be paying attention to those opportunities of where other people can get you. You know what I mean? Um, right. And you're kind of in this no man's land um, defensively, you know, speaking. So, that's basically what happened here. However, this father... Applause to him, good to him. You know, as far as he was armed, he was caring, he was prepared. Uh, he then made the, and it didn't sound like he immediately drew. Like it, the way the story reads, there's kind of this initial exchange, and then he, you know, at some point goes ahead and draws his gun, and and then exchanges fire with these guys. Fortunately for him, he's not struck. His family's not struck. One of the bullets impacted uh, the rear portion of the vehicle uh, somewhat close to where one of his kids was still inside the vehicle that kind of stuff is scary um, but that's the reality of deadly force usage he did as far as we can tell everything pretty well pretty right you know and legally certainly justified so uh i got to give major props to this dad for doing yeah. what he needed to to defend his family yeah, I think um, uh, the two things that I think you, you could take away from this is this is the third story in a row that we've had about cars. So yep. knowing how to shoot around vehicles is a pretty important thing. Um, you know, knowing your self-defense around your car in your home, of course, those are going to be the, your two different spaces. And that transitional space is that space in between your defensive uh, positions, you know, yep. you know, you don't want to be caught out in the open. Yep. You want to scurry, <laughs> you know, like a little rat exactly. in between your, your cover, you know, so that that way you have uh, a good way of egress. You've got a way to block uh, line of sight and you have a little bit of defensive posturing. And then the second thing I think that is important to note here is like how important medical skills are medical gear, especially in your vehicle, which is going to be your mobile command center in a way right now if, if you have to fight out of that or you have to your family gets hurt you've got to have some sort of uh, medical gear and some skills to be able to use it you know um, a lot of times people think hey i got a gun i'm prepared um, but you know bullets are flying you know you might get hit someone in your family might get hit and you don't want to be solving the problem with this and then watching your kid bleed out in front of you yeah that's my opinion yeah yeah 
Yeah, super sketchy, man. Like I said, this this story hit a little bit close to home because I could relate to it because I've been there. And I mean, that's like, that's worst case scenario <laughs> of going to the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. Like I will, I'm sure we will visit there again because again, it's a family and a kid favorite, but I will definitely view it with even, you know, a, a renewed perspective um, as knowing like, because to my knowledge, I haven't, I'm sure I'm sure crime has occurred there before, probably more like a property crime as far as like, you know, a vehicle getting broken into or something. And it's a you know pretty big facility, pretty big museum, uh, fairly large parking lot. Um, but knowing that, hey, uh, in broad daylight, in the middle of the day on a Sunday afternoon, two dudes are willing to be like, hey, yo, give me your car, give me your stuff or what. You know, we don't know if they're trying to take the car or trying to just rob them or what. But anyway, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you probably would have uh, collateraled those guys. Have you seen that movie Collateral with uh, I have Tom not. Cruise? No, no. What? You <laughs> should watch that. That's, as a gunfighter, you gotta. You should watch that one. That You'd be one. amazed how many movies I have not watched. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Good to Jamie know. Jamie Foxx. It's a good one. All right, next one. <laughs> Mayoral candidate shot dead with AR-15 by brother-in-law in likely self-defense case. Police, this is the title of a news article out of uh, Soso, Mississippi. Soso. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that one. I like it. I mean, as far as I like... Too. you know, I how, keep rolling it in my head. How's your hometown? Well, it's Soso. You know? Soso. <laughs> Um, This one is a domestic uh, dispute or domestic violence uh, incident. This involved uh, an estranged wife and husband. Sounds like they were in the process of going through a divorce. Um, And uh, the uh, this husband uh, who's, you know, he's been kicked out of the house. And in fact, the the wife has a uh, emergency protection order filed against him. So it just goes to show like, I mean, I know, I understand the purpose of, of restraining orders and emergency protection orders and, and the like, uh, from a standpoint, at least it gives the law some, um, teeth to be able to do certain things when, when people you don't want around you are, you know, show up all of a sudden, but that doesn't prevent people that are intent on causing harm, uh, at the very least of, Cause, you know, just just of just disrupting your life it doesn't prevent them from actually doing that, which is why I'm a huge advocate of domestic violence victims to be able to purchase tools for self defense, and that's a big one right now. In fact, there's a lawsuit going on in Colorado. Uh, one of the plaintiffs on that case is my friend Alicia, who one of her. And this has to do with the the mandatory waiting period that just went into effect in Colorado on gun purchases. And her lawsuit specifically is targeting the aspect of, well, hey, look, um, this is a problem because sometimes people are in an emergency situation and they need and they need a tool of self-defense, a gun, to prevent stuff like this. This woman is lucky because she lives next door to her brother-in-law who came over. At, this happened at 4 a.m. where this estranged husband shows up on our doorstep raising you know all heck and the brother-in-law comes over to assist this 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 woman and uh it, you now here's the thing if you read into the story i don't know if you picked up on this brian but there's a history 
of threats and violence from this man previously. Like mm-hmm. a year prior, he there was another incident where he like loaded a gun and threatened family members. And so including the was, brother-in-law who who shot him, I think right. too, right? Yeah. Right. So so I I think, you know, that that kind of st- and that's a important detail here to pick up on because history is an I mean like that's part of of your defensive, you know, tools if you will of like hey, what ha- what what has happened before? What's the context of all this because this brother-in-law didn't show up empty-handed. He came over with his AR15. And that was probably a good thing because and now it didn't go to to, to blows and, and bullets, you know, exchange bullet exchanges right off the bat. He showed up to defend this woman, his sister-in-law, um, told the estranged husband, get out of here, get off the property. We have a restraining order against you, et cetera, et cetera. And that was not working. And at some point, this estranged husband draws his own gun. And at that time, the brother-in-law raises AR-15 and shoots him multiple yep. times killing him so uh pretty wild stuff a um, lot of times violent incidents in this country do involve uh are, are d- domestic in, in nature meaning they occur between family member members which is of course always tragic and and uh horrible but uh you know we've reported on this podcast of fathers having to shoot sons sons having to shoot fathers um all kinds of things. And of course we got another one a little bit later on in the podcast too, another domestic incident as well. Uh, wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends. Um, it's a real thing. And uh, a lot of times the victims in these cases are the ones that are the, uh, the most uh, defenseless of, of the, of the two individuals, which is why it's important for, I think people to be able to, you know, buy the necessary tools they feel they need to protect themselves because that is your constitutional right. Yes. Yeah. Other thoughts or analysis on this one, uh, Brian? Um, no. And, and it sounds like, uh, you know, Mr. Marshall was definitely uh, struggling. You know, he had shared that house with his wife for 12 years. They had kids together and now they're going through this bitter divorce. And he unfortunately is in a very bad place and was not handling it very well. Um, such a bad situation. I really feel for those kids in that, you know, I hope yeah. they weren't home for that. It actually you said know. in this, in the story that there were three children, um, and they were inside the home when this occurred. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it's so pretty rough. rough. Yep. So anyway, yeah. Um, at this time, take a quick break. Uh, thought I'd mention, uh, today's episode sponsored by, Heckler and Coke, or HK, as they're more commonly known, because uh, not everybody even knows how to pronounce Heckler and Coke. <laughs> of course, uh, HK has been making firearms for generations out of Germany. Uh, they make quality, quality firearms. Uh, this is a relatively new uh, deal with them uh, as of the first of this year. Uh, the podcast and concealedcarry.com are sponsored by HK, and we're proud to be a part of that that sponsorship and that partnership together with them. You know, I was reading something just uh, this morning, Brian, about HK, and it was it was uh, actually somebody else's review they had written on the VP9 match pistol, oh, yeah. which is uh, one of the pistols I'll be using in competition hmm. uh, uh, this this next this season. And uh, they they said something about 
um, that the barrel, it, it was described to them that the barrel is made from, quote unquote, cannon grade steel. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why, but that puts a big smile on my face, you know? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> cannon grade steel. Yeah, I don't know you know what that means either. Because, like, in my mind, I, I think of, like, old school, like, Civil War, Revolutionary War era cannons. And That's they probably I mean. weren't made from high quality steel in fact they're probably made from cast iron yeah <laughs> probably not you know it, either way it still sounds cool as heck um here's what i do know engineers and designers and manufacturers you know the guys that actually build the guns at hk uh hk pistols are heavily engineered really well designed super reliable very 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 tough and uh, we're honored and privileged to be a part of a partnership together with them and uh yeah so check them out. HK-USA.com is a website to check out and learn more about HK. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll probably hear more about that going forward in the future. So, and if you're going to be at SHOT Show, I should I should mention this now. Folks, we will be at SHOT Show. So if you are going to be at SHOT Show, you should stop by and see us. We will have a booth for the second year in a row now. Booth number 41010, 41010 or 41010. Booth 41010 is where we will be. I'll also be spending some time in the HK booth, I'm sure, uh, at some point or maybe multiple times during the week. Hope to see you there. But do stop by and say hello. The uh, concealedcarry.com, along with our other various brands, Mountain Man Medical. Brian will be representing us well for the Mountain Man Medical brand there. Range Tech Shot Timers, KSG Armory Holsters, Barrel Block, uh, Ready Up Gear products, and we also rep products for gunfighter gun oil and uh edc belt company uh and i feel like i'm missing one but you get the gist come say hello we hope to see you there all righty let's get to our next story brian tell us about this one out of blair wisconsin happened on on new year's day uh super early in the morning 1 16 a.m uh man shot while allegedly breaking into blair home yeah, not a lot of uh, extra uh, details on this one. Um, the uh, callers told dispatch that a man was breaking into the home, and at, at around that time, the caller's husband confronted the suspect and then shot him. Uh, when they arrived on scene, they found that the door was kicked in and the suspect was lying on the garage floor. Um, so... Um, obviously I think, uh, one of the most important things that you can do is work as a team with your, uh, spouse, having one person on the phone while the other one is on top of security, I think is one of those important aspects of things. And then of course, talking with your significant other about what to do, how to corral up the kids, you know, yep. where to be positioned in the room for the least amount of damage and the most amount of ballistic protection. I know, I think I've talked to you, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you were recommending like maybe putting bookshelves shelves in strategic locations or something like that um so that you could have a little it's, bit of extra defense yeah it's a it's a viable option i mean uh yes paper is you know in in, in once you get certain thickness of it is very effective at stopping bullets yeah uh so yeah i mean it, it's something to ponder and think upon that you go hey um, I've got, you know, I, I've got a collection of books. I have a library or whatever that I enjoy because I like reading. Uh, you might consider where your bookshelf is placed and 
in even if it's something like a built-in bookshelf well at the very least you can work that into your plan as far as because not a lot of things inside a residential home in today's world, especially, really offer ballistic protection mm-hmm. in a significant fashion. And so it's, a bookshelf is one tool that you can kind of use in as far as your plan of, hey, where is that located? That should inform you a little bit about where you might want to position yourself or your loved ones or whatever. So if you don't like, have a whole lot of other other options. So for say, for example, you could position a bookshelf on a wall where maybe your daughter's bed might be might be, so that if sure. any rounds did come through and she was asleep on that bed, she would have a little bit of extra protection, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I you recognize that a bookshelf, like unless unless you have shelves and books in such a way that like they fill it more or less from top to bottom you don't have a lot of gaps that's not very common you're going to usually have some gaps it's not a perfect solution but it's better than just drywall (laughs) right yeah so yeah yeah. so understand the you know understand the the um you know the limitations and the context and everything of of what you're dealing with but that's just one amongst a number of strategies that uh, you might employ from as far as you know, thinking about how you protect your family and defend. You know, we call that principle, by the way, what you just described, uh, Brian, of isolating the family and defending the room, uh, if possible, where possible. It's a more defensible option if you can get all those people you care about um, assembled in one place that's relatively defensible, right, that you mm-hmm. give some thought to as far as, you know, hey, this is the best place to do that uh, because it's a lot harder, especially if you're looking at it, at it as uh, I'm the father, I'm the, you know, the father of this family, of this household. Uh, and primarily, I mean, perhaps your wife can take part in that. I mean, and should arguably take part in defense of the family in the home as well. But uh, in our household, uh, it, you know, my wife is not a big, you know, she's not a big gun user. I mean, we go shooting, you know, once a year, maybe together. And that's about all that she cares to do. Um, and so it's going to rest on me, that that primary responsibility. So, you know, I, I don't, there's only so much a, a, a single individual can do, right? And if I got right. kids over in that part of that, or family members in that part of the house and family members in that part of the house, that's a lot difficult of a defense, you know, defensive problem than uh, if I can isolate the family and then, focus on defending, you know, essentially the, the threshold of a threat that's going to get to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so for our family, fortunately, our home, our bedrooms are more or less clustered, you know, in one part of the house um, as part of one continuous hallway. And if I can get them all together, I mean, they're right close. I focus on preventing any threat from coming down that hall. And that's a lot simpler tactical problem than some of the alternatives Mm -hmm. and how often do you think that you um you do training on this do you do like a family event or something like that where you uh you work on this or discuss it or that kind of thing periodically i that's something we probably should and could do on a more scheduled regular basis i would say it happens more because Usually what happens in our in my family is, I'll give you an example like this uh, Denver uh, Museum shooting that happened. I mean, that's that's outside the context of, of home defense, but 
uh, I forwarded that story to my wife because I want her, you know, hey, because there's been times she's taken the kids to the museums by herself, you know, <laughs> and I immediately forwarded that to her because it's like, hey, FYI, like this is why your husband preaches and teaches about this stuff, <laughs> you know, and I want you to be aware. And if I, you know, in a certain part of me hopes that she would be like, maybe I should, uh, you know, get a little bit more training and actually carry a gun and, you know, that kind of thing, which she has no interest in currently. But yeah. so I forwarded that to her. Right. So similar things like um, it's, it's been inspired by justified safe stories. We've shared on the, this podcast where it's like, I shared that with my wife or whatever, or, or now with my older kids, we have a group chat with my wife, my two oldest kids, cause they're kind of of an age where this is more appropriate and I'll drop certain things in there, links to stories and events and stuff. And then that usually, uh, you know, inspires a conversation to take place in the household. So, you know, it might be over dinner. It might be a family meeting, you know, a little bit more formal setting. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of, I'd say, periodically, a few times a year, we have the opportunity to sort of talk about, okay, if this happened, then what do we do? How do we handle that? You know, right. that kind of thing. So we, sh- we sh- probably should be more... Uh, Scheduled. scheduled yeah, yeah. that's kind of why we, we don't do the schedule uh we, we do it on occasion I, I would say like once or twice a year we get all of our extended family together and kind of have like a, a group safety brief and so yeah. someone will come in and give like a little t- a brief about one thing or another um and usually i'll do of course you know some um medical and that kind of stuff and uh, the last time that we did it i gave josh my brother-in-law he's this stout um little mexican dude i gave him this bottle of blood and i was like Mm. josh put some on your arm and uh, go in there and act like you cut yourself and he's like okay and that gives he just takes that bottle and he goes in there and just instead pours it all over his naked chest and comes running out screaming his head off freaks out all of the kids there it was way more complicated than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, I think putting, putting together a good little uh, training evolution like that for your family and making it fun and engaging, mm-hmm. I think is something that they're going to take away. They're going to remember that, you know, for a long time. And it's something you can just do as a family, um, yeah. make everybody a little safer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good thoughts, man. Good thoughts. Uh, you know, it, it, that's another reason why we kind of have these, we do these episodes, you know, it's opportunity to share uh, lessons to learn and that should have been learned with our audience, but also for us, because it's like, okay, yeah, I should be a little bit more disciplined in how we approach this. I, I do. I know from conversations with my kids in particular that they, uh, they have a pretty good sense of, you know, how the Bowman household is to be run when uh, something, you know, goes awry. And, uh, yeah, it does simplify things greatly. Uh, knowing that most likely situations that would occur would occur at a time when kids are in bed. It's relatively simple to, um, you know, my wife knows, like, we can get everybody, you know, out of their rooms, out of their beds, <laughs> into um, our one defensible space pretty pretty easily, relatively speaking, Um the bigger concern is what happens if it's not when we're all in bed, right? And so that's something we probably could spend a little bit more time uh, talking in greater detail. Um, you know, we had an incident a number of years ago. I've talked about this on the podcast too, where a 
uh, fugitive uh, running from the law, made his way through our backyard uh, before he was tackled in our neighbor's driveway. Same driveway where the, uh, the you know, spurned ex decided to, yeah. So something about that driveway. <laughs> Two very random, completely unrelated events. but uh, cursed driveway. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that that one happened on, on a lazy Sunday afternoon. And uh, my kids were a lot younger then, but they could have been, you know, older and they could have been playing in the backyard. They could have been any number of places. So, yeah. Right. Anyway, good things to think about. Let's move on. Uh, man robs Akron, Ohio, Taco Bell gets shot by employee, police say. This happened on New Year's Day, 7.30 p.m. Uh, two assailants, although one of those was a getaway driver, uh, so primarily one uh, assailant that went into the business with a gun, and he demanded money, right? And actually, one of the workers uh, you know, saw immediately what was going taking place. She ran to the freezer, got in there, and you know, locked, basically locked herself in there. Uh, later, she was joined by the manager of the store, who then also got on the phone with 911 and, and was feeding you know information to dispatchers. But during the course of this robbery, the suspect fired at one of the one of the employees. Uh, but and then it says that another 21 year old male employee pulled out a gun of his own and shot back at the suspect, striking him in the chest. That that suspect they they found because he. <laughs> later showed up and reported to a hospital because he was wounded pretty severely. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting, you know? So, you know, people talk a lot of times about, uh, compliance, uh, with such things like, well, you maybe should just comply with the robber. Like, you know, no need to get involved and draw your own gun. Like it probably just increases your risk. I, I tended, I'll just share this. And I intend to get him on the podcast at some point. His name's John Hearn. Uh, John Hearn works with Rangemaster, recently retired uh, federal agent. I don't remember what agency he worked for, but he recently just retired. And I actually attended a virtual presentation that John put on talking about crime and criminals and statistics and a bunch of things. This is like a week ago. Actually, a week ago exactly today. I attended a, a virtual presentation by John Hearn. It was it was fabulous, a fa- fabulous presentation. And I know that one of the, one of the statistics that he presented had to do with armed robberies and looked at uh, statistics involving uh, situation like the risk of getting hurt or killed uh, when the person simply complies the risk when the victim chooses to use force. Interesting. Um, And there was a third category, but I'm going to focus on those two. I can't remember the third thing was. Uh, And interestingly enough, the risk, I don't remember the exact percentages, but there was a pretty good chance of you being hurt, um, injured, if you simply complied with the robber. Um, and the risk of getting hurt if you chose to engage and use force to, you know, stop or prevent this robbery, uh, it, it didn't. It didn't actually get. You know, it, it didn't increase necessarily because you chose to use your gun and uh, defend yourself. Um, I should go. Back. I, I, I thought I took some notes on that. I should have looked that up. I didn't think about it till just now. Um, but it was really, really, really interesting. In fact, oh, yeah. you know, now I think about it, I think I took a screenshot of that, and I'll bet I could pull it up. And I'll come back to that 
uh, if I do find it later in this episode and share what some of those statistics were because it was really interesting. So this is one of those situations where, as far as we can tell based on the reporting, as far as the reporting goes, there was compliance that was being done with this robber's demands, uh, but he still ended up firing at one of the employees. And it was at that point that this, that this other employee drew his own gun and returned fire. So I thought that was pretty remarkable. Don't know what the repercussions will be on that employee for, you know, as far as his job's concerned, but police well, were very clear that, you know, what he did was justified. Right. Yeah. It says a uh, corporate spokesperson for Taco Bell issued the following statement. We are shocked to hear that this happened. <laughs> the franchise owner and operator of this location has informed us that they are working with the local authorities in their investigation and that they will be offering support to all team members present. Taco Bell Corporation, meaning, hey, it's being taken care of. We're, we're not doing anything. Yeah. Guess what? I did take a screenshot. So I've got the number already. So a person that does not resist a robbery, they have a 25% chance of injury. And an 89% chance that that robbery is completed. Okay. A person that resists, okay, uh, their chance of injury is okay. Actually, so it, lumping together any form of resistance, there's a 38% chance of injury, but only a 52% chance of the robbery is completed. So the chance of the robbery being actually completed goes down dramatically. And again, this is just any form of resistance. So you resist in any shape of, or way or form. You, there's a 38% chance you're going to be injured of some kind. Okay, That went up from 25%. But here's the interesting thing. Resistance with a firearm, your chance of injury is actually 17%. So your chance of injury actually goes down if you wow. resist a robbery with a firearm. And then the chance of that robbery being completed goes down by 30 or goes down to 31% from again, right. where we started at 89%. Okay. Um, and now get this, that that's just resistance period. But if you resist prior uh, to uh that's a little bit unclear. It's the slide says resistance prior to injury, 6% chance of injury. Oh, so if you resist with a firearm prior to them, you know, proactively, like say, you know, striking with their gun or something, trying to get compliance with, the, you know, with because they're robbing you. If you yeah. resist, like in other words, if you're like, if you react really quickly, um, your chance of injury is 6%. So that's huge. So, um, and then the other thing was that was the third category here is uh, rape and re rape and resistance. So with rape, armed resistance was most successful method to avoid completion of the rape or sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you resisted with a weapon or not did not affect your injury rate in the case of right. a rape. So that, I thought that was pretty interesting. So anyway, so my point to to sharing that is uh, with respect to this Taco Bell robbery. This is the great debate that people have is, well, maybe I should just comply, you know, and if you comply, like nothing will happen. That's not true. Just by complying, you have a one in four chance in a robbery of being injured. Hmm. And if yeah. you resist with a firearm, your chances of getting injured go way down. So pretty interesting stuff. I don't remember exactly where all the statistics came from, but uh, John Hearn has, has stuff to back up everything that he says from what I've seen. So um, I definitely trust him on that. All right, we need to move along here. But before we get into our next couple of stories to wrap this up today, um, 
I do want to mention our other episode sponsor today is CCW Safe. CCWSafe.com is our website. It, CCW Safe is our choice for self-defense legal coverage of some type, which you should have because otherwise it's up to you to secure an attorney and to pay for that attorney. And I'll tell you, especially with self-defense cases, the, uh, the, the, uh, oh shoot, I just had a brain fart. Um, <laughs> the, the retainer just mm-hmm. for a, a typical case where like a firearm is involved is probably minimum $25,000 minimum minimum okay it's in a lot of cases probably higher than that uh unless you just got you know 25 plus k sitting around uh you know in free assets uh you're probably you know in a tough spot okay some cases can cost a lot of money we know that you've seen some of those high profile cases i'm not saying that's going to be you i'm not going to say that's super common but stuff does happen even in cases where people make good decisions, good legal and moral decisions, sometimes things just go this way where you still are going to find yourself in need of legal representation. CCW Safe is the option that we recommend to back you up, and they will back you up. They've proven it again and again and again, including in some very, very high-profile very expensive cases. They're the one company I know will back up their members. Check out ccwsafe.com today for self-defense legal coverage. All right. Oh, and uh, Guardian Nation members, I should mention, I, I always try to make sure I mention this, say have a 20% discount. That's open to members it's in the, in the uh, members dashboard area. You can get that discount code, use that, save 20% off of, uh, off of a CCW safe membership. Any, I, well, actually, I think it's, oh, shoot. I can't remember if that's just their elite membership or result. I thought it's all their memberships, but that may have changed. Either way, you should get the elite membership and save 20% either way. Check it out. All right. Mail shot after reported burglary at a home in Pittsburgh area neighborhood. It's actually, a, this is what's dumb sometimes about journalism, Doc. Uh, this story says reported burglary. Now, that may have been how it was reported. Maybe that's what the call that was made. Maybe it was made by a neighbor. They didn't understand the circumstances. But this is actually a domestic violence situation. Why don't you tell us about this one out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Oh, this is a rough one. On Tuesday morning, a woman ended her relationship with a male victim, and then he showed up at her house and kicked her front and back doors in. Um, Police said she told officers that she shot him when he approached her. And then uh, the man then fled the home, later turned up at the hospital in critical condition after he had abandoned his vehicle. So uh, yet another bad situation where luckily somebody had uh, was armed and they had ended the relationship. And clearly, um, I don't know, it seems like uh, they were prepared for something kind of crazy happening. It seems reasonable that that person might have ended the relationship based on the violent nature of him kicking out her front and back doors. So, yeah, that's a rough one right away. Yeah, and this is that other story I, I told you that we would uh, that we'd have another domestic-related uh, incident on the uh, podcast here today. Um, very, very, very common situations, very sad situations, but it happens. And, uh, you know, and it, it's not even always man against woman either. Uh, it can go both ways, although it is primarily usually uh, male partners that uh you know do something violent towards their their female ones um but 
regardless, if you're the victim in this kind of situation, you deserve protection. You have the right and should be able to exercise that freely. Um, unfortunately, a lot of states, a lot of jurisdictions trying to make that more difficult. So um, I already gave one example of that here in Colorado here, unfortunately, which is something we're, we're actively trying to fight against. So anyway, um, there you go. That's another, that's another example. And I appreciate you sharing that one with us, Brian. We've got one more story here. Uh, we're going to cover today. Home invasion leads to one dead in East side Indy shooting. So Indianapolis, Indiana is the home invasion. Um, that we don't know exactly the number of assailants, but at least two of them. Okay. And this actually happened on, uh, I think this was Monday night is, or on, yeah, Monday night, New Year's day night. Uh, in Indianapolis, about 7 p.m., so it's after dark already at that point. Uh, basically, police get a report of a home break-in. They arrive. They find an adult male um, deceased on the front, front, basically the front step of this home with gunshot injuries. Uh, not a ton of details on this particular story as far as what led to it, but but clearly started as a home invasion. Uh, phone call was made reporting it. The homeowner was detained for questioning. Uh, they don't say that he's been completely ruled out. However, uh, it looks pretty clean from what we see that's being reported thus far. It does say there was an exchange of gunfire between the homeowner and one or more suspects. Now, what I what I thought was interesting about this story, Brian, is because you have this one of the suspects dead at the doorstep. Uh, we, again, don't know a ton of details, but how many times have you heard people, you know, sometimes just in jest as a joke, you know, but people talk about, and I know I've met people that ha- have said this seriously. Well, if you shoot somebody outside the door there, you better drag them back, you know, drag them in. Right. And, yeah. uh, which is, uh. which is terrible advice. Uh, and this is just a, an example of, you know, hey, here appears to be a justified save that took place in Indianapolis. And uh, dude got shot on the doorstep and dude fortunately got left on the doorstep as far as we can tell. Uh, so it, that's the lesson here is, hey, wherever they drop, <laughs> let them drop. Don't tamper with evidence. It's just going to create problems for you. Again, this, I mean, there could be some other circumstances we don't know about yet. But as far as we can tell, it says there's an exchange of gunfire that almost certainly says, hey, this is self-defense. So uh, good on this you know, homeowner that uh, you know, felt like they had to defend themselves and did so and, and did so successfully. Uh, so hopefully uh, everything you know, goes well as far as the investigation is concerned. There you go. That's uh, we did have another story, but just due to time, I, I said, you know, we're going to we're going to. We'll just move that one into the the extra links for today. Uh, it involved a dog actually attacking a man and, and his child, a, a father and his son, and he he shot the dog and and saved you know themselves. So good for them. But I was gonna the one thing I was gonna add about that, Brian, was that you know so that's one good reason besides non lethal uses against humans. But it's one good one one more good reason to carry some something like some palm pepper spray. Mm-hmm. This is the little you know canister I carry with me, pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, lots of documented cases and uses of pepper spray against uh, you know threatening animals and dogs in particular, right. and you know quite effective in most cases. And so something to just think about there. Uh, I mean, certainly it sounds like in this case that 
it was justified, you know, in, in that this man used deadly force to try to stop this dog. Uh, but, you know, if you have the option to spray it with some pepper spray and, and arrive at a, at a positive, meaningful end without, without death involved, well, I would definitely, you know, prefer that outcome as well. Oh, it's um, always nice to have options. Yeah. You know, and, and fortunately the dog didn't die. They, uh, they had, he had a surgery, I think on his leg. Um, but he's, they said it's going to recover, but yeah, the dog needs to get some better training, maybe some palm spray there. And help, uh, yep. help that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like you said, good to have options. So, all right. We're right at an hour. That's not too bad. We got through a bunch of stories in an hour's time. We still have a little bit more to do in this episode, though, because today's episode is a little bit different, a little bit special in that we're announcing five winners, including one grand prize winner of the 2023 Defender's Dream giveaway, which we launched from December 23rd, I believe, up through uh, January 3rd, which was yesterday as of the recording of this episode. Thousands upon thousands of you guys entered the giveaway. We had a bunch of great companies involved in the giveaway, including companies like, uh, oh, I should have the whole list here. In fact, let me let me, let me me go and try that, pull that up so we can actually recognize all these companies right now. I just can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, let's see here. Where do I have that? The Defender's Dream giveaway. Yeah, I'm just, I know I've got... An image where they're all recognized. Here we go. So here were the companies involved in this giveaway. Shadow Systems. Actually, they were involved, but indirectly, because actually Guns.com was a, a sponsor of this giveaway, and they're actually donating the Shadow Systems XR920 Elite Pistol, which is one of the one of the top, top prizes of this whole giveaway. That's that's included in the grand prize of the giveaway. So actually, I'm going to list off here um, what some of these prizes are, which in the process will also tell you who the companies involved are as well. A next level training cert stick package. Okay, so next level training. Thank you to them for coming on board as also a sponsor of this. Nine line apparel, providing a $500 gift card. Uh, Mountain Man Medical, donating a Yellowstone trauma kit. Yeah. KSG, aren't yeah. KSG Armory donating a $100 holster voucher, which pretty much gets you just about any holster we make uh, on uh, ksgarmory.com. Throom, thank you to Throom for sponsoring this with a set of their Hang Tough targets. Tactical RX with their uh, shooting glasses. Thanks to them, you get a pair of, uh, I think it's any of their glasses. I think those are, I think there's that the retail on that's. A variable, but you somewhere about 100, 100 to two hundred dollars. Um, EDC Belt Company providing a foundation belt uh, of the user's choice, uh, color and size. Uh, Filster, thank you to Filster for getting on board. We really appreciate John and Sarah Houtman at Filster, uh, partly because we, we, I mean, KSG Armory is our holster company, um, and it's just cool to be able to also do something that involves another holster company and a quality one at that. Uh, we're huge fans of the Enigma product that Filster makes and pretty much all of the holsters, there's a one or two exceptions, but pretty much all the holsters we make, like our Lexington holster, Revere holster, uh, Declaration holster, uh, and also our, we have the Filster legacy product. So that's the other thing that's maybe not a lot of people know is that uh, KSG Armory is the only company at, uh, that has the 
I guess the right, partly because we have the the molds that were purchased from Filster, that we still make some of their legacy products that Filster has discontinued. Still great, great holster products like their Filster Classic series of holsters and also the Filster Spotlight, which was a hugely popular holster back in the day. Um, it's the problem with the spotlight. It's not available for a ton of gun and light options. Uh, but, uh, anyway, point is we love Filster and the folks over there and appreciate them for being willing to go in on this, uh, giveaway with us and all these other great other companies too. So Filster donating an Enigma Express, uh, with holster. Okay. So the, the, the Enigma Express, it comes, it's not just the Enigma, but it, uh, the express means that it comes with an already mounted holster. So you choose which holster is going to go with that and a tyrant CNC $250 gift card. So thank you to tyrant CNC. So uh, again, guns.com next level training, nine line apparel, mountain medical, KSG armory, Throom targets, tactical RX, EDC belt company, Filster and tyrant CNC. Thank you all these companies for uh, joining with us on this end of the year wonderful uh giveaway value total value of the grand prize package over thirty one hundred dollars and then um the other prizes i'll go ahead and just mention those now uh so the the second or the first runner up of the giveaway is going to get a ksg armory one hundred dollar holster voucher um the second runner up actually you know let's do these in value of uh prizes there we go because these aren't in order the first runner-up will get a Filster Floodlight holster, uh, value of $128. I, I think that's actually the Filster Floodlight 2, because they don't really make the Floodlight anymore. Uh, the second runner-up will get a KSG Armory $100 holster voucher. The third runner-up will get a, tac- a pair of Tactical RX glasses, value of $100. And the fourth runner-up will get an EDC Belt Company Foundation belt, value of $50. There you go. There's all the prizes. So the time has come. Brian, Doc, to announce the winners. We're doing this live. Folks, you're going to watch this. I'm going to share my screen. You're going to see we have the thousands upon thousands of these names that uh, of of those of you that signed up for this giveaway. I'm sharing the screen now. Uh, And these are just first names, uh, what state you're from, and then kind of what your email address ends in uh, so that you know, because we're not going to give your full name and all that, you know, live on air here. So, so uh, this will hopefully give you enough of an idea of who you are. I should mention that we are going to contact you. You don't have to be listening. You don't have to be live, but we hope that you're sticking around for this. Uh, we are going to send you an email uh, if you were one of those that was selected telling you that you've won and you will have 72 hours from sending of that email to respond. If we don't hear back from you in 72 hours, we will move on to the next person. Okay, we'll pick we'll pick somebody in place of you. So you do need to know that. You got 72 hours to get back to us or we're just going to pick another name. Okay? So, uh, 72 hours to respond. Uh, I'm going to pick random winners from this huge list of names. And we're going to start from the lowest value prize. So we're going to do our fourth runner-up and we're going to go third runner-up, so on and so forth. And we'll pick the grand prize winner very, very last. Save the best for last. Mm-hmm. Brian, you're here for cheerleader support. And yep. you're going to be you're gonna be my drum roller, okay? All right. So let's choose now our winner of the – this will be for the EDC 
Belt Company Foundation Belt, a prize value of $50. Be your choice of EDC Belt Company Foundation Belt. So that basically means you get to choose whether it's black or the sage color as the two primary options, desert, desert sage. Uh, so you choose your color and choose your size, okay? Uh, I believe they go from uh, waistband size of 28 inches up to 50 inches, all right? So for the $50 foundation belt from EDC Belt Company. I am going to pick that random winner now. Drum roll, please. Okay. There we go. That's what it's supposed to do. I was like, it's not doing the thing. <laughs> you guys seeing this? Boom. It just went through a whole bunch of names. Stacy from Georgia. Stacy from Georgia with a email address that ended in gmail.com all right congratulations stacy you are the first winner which means you're the fourth runner-up of the defender's dream giveaway all right you ready to pick our third runner-up drummel roll please here we go i see all the names doing the thing doing the thing doing the thing for the this is for the we got andre from connecticut uh, email address ending in protonmail.com. Andre is going to get the $100 value Tactical RX glasses. Congratulations, Andre from Connecticut. All right. And I'm also making sure I'm recording these. Of course, it, this whole thing is recorded, but I'm just writing these down real quick for convenience sake. All right. Congratulations, Andre. All right. Drum roll, please. This is be for the $100 KSG Armory holster voucher, $100. Coming right up. Random picker. Brad from Georgia. Uh, our second one from Georgia. Brad from Georgia. Email address ending in hotmail.com. Brad, congratulations. You'll get the KSG Armory $100 holster voucher. Awesome. And for our first run, runner-up winner, this will be for the $128 value Filster Floodlight 2 holster. Ready? Ready. Drum roll. Let's do it. Who's getting the Filster Floodlight? William from New York. Congratulations, William. I should mention before we and his he's William from New York and his email address ends in me.com. I should mention that if for some reason there is a product um, that like if I pick somebody right now here in the next minute that is from a state where the one of the products that's in the prize package is not legal in your state. Primarily by that, I'm referring to the gun, the XR920 from Shadow Systems, uh, sponsored by guns.com. Um, then we'll have to find a substitute product for that, okay? So just wanted you to be aware of that, all right? So we'll try to work with you on that. just want you to be aware. We'll try to, you know, do all, you know, follow the law, <laughs> in other words, okay? So I just want to make sure that was clear. Here we go. It is time, Brian. And oh, yeah. folks, uh, Shannon watching on YouTube, thank you. Appreciate you being here live with us. Uh, <laughs> she says they should they should move if we choose somebody that uh, <laughs> you know that that can't ha you know win the actual prize package. All right, here we go. You ready? For the $3100 plus 
grand prize package featuring a gun, a cert stick package, nine line uh, apparel, $500 gift card, Yellowstone trauma kit from Mountain Medical, KSG Armory holster voucher, Thrum Targets hang tough kit, Tactical RX glasses, EDC belt company foundation belt, Filster Enigma Express with holster, and a Tyrant CNC $250 gift card. Who's it going to be? Drum roll, please. Oh, I'm so excited because this makes me so happy. Here we go. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Avery from Delaware. Avery from Delaware. Email address ending in iCloud.com. Holy cow. Avery, I hope you're watching or at the very least listening to this. Either way, uh, we'll be sending you all all of our winners, an email here very shortly letting you know that you have been selected as one of our winners. You have 72 hours again to respond and acknowledge uh, receipt of the prize you have been selected for. I hope you all enjoyed being a part of this giveaway. We're, we're you know pleased and, and honored to be able to do it and to have a bunch of great companies on board to, to partner up with us on that. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for being with us on this special edition. In fact, first episode of the new year of 2024. Uh, to that point, we wish everyone a happy new year. Hope that this is a year of safety, of success, of happiness and joy for all of you and those you care about. And also that you are safe in all the things that you do in your training, in your practice, in your day-to-day activities. Uh, we talk about these justified saves for a lot of reasons, we do not hope that any of you ever have to be in a position like some of these people were that we talked about today. But if you are, we hope that you're prepared, that you're able to respond appropriately, legally, morally, and do what it takes to ensure you make it home to your family and those you care about safe or to save and protect the lives of those you care about the most. And so with that, Brian, anything you want to throw out there? Last words? Oh, I don't think so. I think you covered it. Uh, Be ready for whatever the mountain throws at you. There you go. And with that, the slogan we've been using for many, many, many years on the podcast, we say goodbye, adieu, sayonara, until next time. A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. A reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Concealed Carry, Inc., its brands and properties, and the Concealed Carry podcast is not a legal service, nor are we attorneys at law. We make our best faith effort to share Concealed Carry-related insights and information about firearm-related incidents and the laws pertaining based on our own understanding and experience. But things can be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast. Please exercise care with all things pertaining to firearm use, concealed carry, and always practice following basic firearm safety rules. More information about safety can be found at concealedcarry.com forward slash safety.